welcome to Reclaim Your Life with Kate, the podcast where we get rid of stress and overwhelm and reclaim your life. Come on, let me show you how. You're listening to episode number 34, the one where we learn about mom rage. Hey, how are you? I hope you're having a great Monday morning. Uh, This episode Um, Well, all episodes come out uh, Monday morning. So if you're listening to it when this first uh, is released, I hope your week is off to a good start. This week, we are talking about mom rage. And I'm posing the question, is it mom rage? Because I think a lot of things that happen uh, can be chalked up to, oh, that's mom rage, right? And blamed on the mom. And so I really want to clear that up, right? If that's what we're really talking about. So my goal for this episode is for you to leave after these 15, 20 minutes, not feeling alone if you've ever experienced mom rage or just overwhelming anger. And I want you to leave with tools to manage it. So that's my goal for the episodes. If you stick with me, you'll walk away with not feeling alone and having tools to manage this anger or rage that may come up for you. But I also want to offer that You don't necessarily have to have kids in order for this episode to uh, land with you and to offer some, again, tools and ways of looking at um, different emotions and things that happen in your life. You don't necessarily have to be a mom, okay? But I I did title this Mom Rage because I think that's, again, another buzzword um, that we hear a lot about, and I really kind of want to demystify it. But before we get started, I do want to um, make sure that you're signed up for my weekly newsletters. So I send out a weekly newsletter every Wednesday. It goes out um, with just maybe a story of how I coached myself through something that week or a story of something that my client might be struggling with that I helped them process. And it's a really great resource to have. Um, I try to keep them short and sweet. Uh, with a little, you know, lesson uh, embedded in that you walk away with. But I'm also going to be um, sharing some offers of different things that I'm going to be sharing with you. Um, So I want you to make sure that you're signed up for that so that you can get those emails and take advantage of those offers. One of which is going to be a two-session package, coaching package with me, where we are going to, uh, it's one-on-one together, we are going to talk about realistic self-care. And after those two sessions together, you are going to walk away with a personalized self-care plan, realistic self-care plan. Okay. So I want you to stay tuned for that. And in order to make sure that you see that offer come through, you need to be signed up for the emails. So if you go to reclaimwithkate.com, you can sign up for the newsletter there. It's just your first name and your email address. Uh, Or if you want to email me at kateoroarquecoach at gmail.com, and say, hey, sign me up, I can add you to the list. All right, now let's go ahead and talk about mom rage. So I'm going to start out by telling you this story uh, that is a really vulnerable story um, about when I was a new mom. So I have two boys, they're 13 and 9 now, almost 10. And when I had my first, uh, I, you know, was a nervous wreck. (laughs) I have a lot of anxiety and I've had depression previously, you know, in my teen years and then in my early 20s. And so, you know, after you have a baby, you're completely exhausted. You're ripped apart. Um, he was jaundiced and in the, um, the NICU for a little while. So there were just, you know, uh, some complications. 
and he did not sleep very well for like the first eight months of his life. And this was, I honestly don't even remember how many months old he was, but, um, he was not sleeping and, you know, I was trying to do all the right things. I was trying to be the perfect mom, right? Which meant that I needed to have him on a schedule and, you know, he needed to sleep from this time to this time in order to get enough rest that he needs so that he wasn't sleeping all day and getting his nights and days mixed up. And, you know, I needed to be able to sleep so that I could function. I was still, you know, I was working full time. I was the breadwinner. Um, I was married at the time. I'm no longer married to their dad. Um, but all of these kind of societal things, this pressure that I was feeling in order to have a good sleeper, right, and get him the sleep that he needs to develop and, and be healthy as a baby. Um, and then I, you know, had not been sleeping. So my level of functioning was minimal at best. And there was one night where he just was not sleeping and his dad wanted to take him from, you know, from me and was going to just stay up with him. And I had it in my head that he needed to get to sleep. We can't just let him stay up because, you know, again, nights and days will be mixed up. And I was so angry that I punched a wall. I've never punched anything in my life. <laughs> I am not an aggressive person, um, you know, a physical, like an outward externalizer, physical person. So it was like so jarring and shocking. And when I look back, I realize it, it really was postpartum depression. I wasn't treating it. I wasn't acknowledging it. I wasn't, you know, admitting that that's what was going on, but that's, you know, what was happening for me at the time. And we did get through it and, you know, something like that never happened again. But there can be a level of, of mom rage, right, and seriousness of the anger that can be a symptom of postpartum depression and anxiety. So I don't want to, I don't want this conversation to minimize mom rage or anger that you're experiencing, um, especially as a new mom when you're in that postpartum period, right? But, you know, we are going to talk about how just in our everyday life, we sort of experience these things as well and what, what we can do about it. But, you know, I do want you to realize um, that when you're, when you're scared at your reaction, when your thought is, this is not me, you know, this was scary, my response did not match the threat that I was reacting to, Right. Um, when you are experiencing that, that can be a sign of, uh, you know, a more serious issue that you definitely want to address with a medical professional or a mental health professional. Okay. But then, you know, there's also this sort of everyday mom rage that comes up. Um, so I want you to picture this. I'm sure you've all experienced this, even if you don't have kids, but you know, you're trying to get out the door in the morning, the kids aren't listening, they forgot something or it was, you know, red shirt for spirit week that you forgot so you had to go switch their shirts and then you spilled your coffee and you forgot to get gas the night before so you know that you have to stop and get gas on the way into work now and you're running super late and you're driving someone cuts you off in traffic and you lose it right or your partner puts their dishes on the counter and doesn't rinse them and put them in the dishwasher and you just like lose your mind right sidebar when a dad has these reactions to anything, traffic or anything at home, we don't call it dad rage. But anyway, you you know this, right? You, like I even just describing it to you, I can feel the tension in my chest. I can feel myself uh, in that moment where you just want to lose it. You want to scream and hit things, right? And you're just so filled with this rage or anger. But we do have to recognize that you know, we have to consider the societal pressures that often lead to this, right? So I talk on here a lot about the mental load. 
um, which is that just invisible to-do list of everything that needs done for a household to run, right? And it's constant. And it's often things that are defaulted to the mom, to the woman in the relationship. And that can really take a toll on you, right? We also have this pressure of being the perfect mom and doing all of the things right and using gentle parenting and feeding them all organic food. And, you know, uh, just there's just a lot of pressure out there to be this perfect mom. We are also often the default parent, right, where, you know, the kid gets sick at school. Who do they call? They call the mom, right, even though both numbers are listed for mom and dad. We are often the default parent that's expected to handle everything and take care of everything. And then we throw in some social media comparison and seeing all these perfect moms out there and what they do for their kids and their families and their households. And we compare ourselves and we are just spinning in this, you know, not good enoughness, right? So that can be a huge contributor to any kind of rage or anger or what we might tell ourselves an overreaction to something or a situation where we react instead of respond. Um, So I really just want you to be aware of all of those societal things that are going on around you that can lead to that. So this is not a character flaw, right? If you've experienced overwhelming anger, if you've had rage, this is not a character flaw, right? A lot of this comes to us from um, just our society right now and the way that moms are raising kids, right? We no longer have the village around us. We no longer have, you know, several generations of women near us or even in the same house pitching in to just everyone raising the kids together, right? It's often just either, you know, the mom and the dad together and maybe the dad's not helping as much as you would like or or participating as much as you would like in all of, you know, that, that load that is on parents or you're a single mom. I'm a single mom raising, you know, the boys myself. So we don't have that village anymore and that can lead to a lot of exhaustion, burnout, overwhelm, stress, right, which is going to increase your likelihood of having that rage or that um, mom anger, okay? But all emotions are data, right? So if you are experiencing anger, right, when you're feeling uh, that overwhelming of just, I can't do this, I hate everyone, (laughs) I want to yell and scream and hit, right, I want you to do three things, okay? I want you to first have awareness, And like observe it happening and watch it happening and say something like, wow, that's really interesting that I reacted that way. I wonder what's coming up for me. I wonder what's going on here, right? This isn't me, right? I'm not a rageful person. I'm not an angry person. Um, I had a big reaction to something and I wonder what's going on here, right? And then we want to have some acceptance. So this is where we can often fall into a pattern of shame when we don't accept our anger or our rage or our reaction to something, right? We can really go down the path of shaming ourselves for responding in the way that we did. And, you know, the opposite of shame or the antidote to shame is talking about it, right? Shame loves to live in silence. So if you are feeling these reactions, even if you're not necessarily acting on the anger, you're not screaming, you know, out. Um, Even if it's coming up for you though, and you're not talking about it, you're staying silent, that can just breed that shame and keep it going. So, you know, 
the best thing to do at that point is acceptance like this happened. This is happening for me. It's coming up for me. I am experiencing these emotions. I am reacting this way. Talk to other mom friends about it. Talk to a coach. Talk to a therapist. Expose that shame, right? Because what you're going to find is that you are not alone. And that's what I hoped um, to give you by sharing that story uh, in the beginning of the of the episode of how it came up for me as a new mom and how it still comes up for me in mornings when I'm running late and everything is going on. I don't want you to feel alone in any of this, okay? Um, and so that's going to be really helpful if you're feeling that shame come on for your emotions or your anger or, you know, your reactions. Talking about it with someone that you trust where you feel like it's a safe, validating space is really going to help you um, shed some of that shame around it, okay? And then it's going to allow you to accept um, what's coming up for you, right? Um, and this is where we want to remember that we are good people, we are good moms having a reaction, experiencing anger, feeling rage, right? It comes back to that idea of I am good inside, I have compassion for myself, I realize that this is not who I am, and there's there's something going on that is leading me to react in this way or to have this come up for me. And then the third thing that we're going to do is we're going to think about aspiration. What? Who do we aspire to be? How do I wish I would have showed up in that moment differently? Okay. So if you, you know, let's take that morning example and you watch your partner put their dishes on the counter and not clean them and you scream at them, right? Or you hold it in and you go all day and you deal with everything at work and you get the kids um, after school and get them to where they need to be. And then, you know, it's finally five, six o'clock and they look at you and say, what's for dinner? And you lose it, right? Um, when that happens, you need to ask yourself, how do I wish I would have shown up in that moment, right? Except the fact that you didn't show up how you wanted, compassion for yourself that that's, you know, the way that you reacted but then think about how do I wish I would have shown up in that moment, right? Do I wish I could have taken a breath? Do I wish I could have calmly, um, you know, told them that I don't have anything planned for dinner? What do you think we should do? We have this, this, and this in the fridge. What can we do with that? And and bring them into the conversation and the decision of what's for dinner, right? Like how do you wish you would have shown up in that moment? And then the next question to ask is what do I need to do or to have in place in order to show up that way, right? Is it boundaries? Do I need to let some things go off of my schedule? Do I need to tell the kids that, you know, um, we're going to limit the extracurriculars, right? I have, I have two boys. I'm one person. And I tell them, you know, you get to do something for this season. And then the next time it's um, the other person's turn, right? We've had periods where we've had to take turns and doing sports and activities, because I just physically can't get them to two places at, at the same time, right? So is it a matter of boundaries where you need to say no or um, you need to take some things off of your schedule, right? What what boundaries can you set to help you show up the way that you want to in the moment? Is it that you need to ask for um, help or to really have a, a deep conversation with your partner about the mental load, right? A great way to do this is to look at anything by Eve Rotsky, but her book, Fair Play, um, really outlines how um, two partners can uh, work out all of the things that need done to run a household, that it's it's equal 
um, it's an, an equal partnership so that neither person is is um, getting burnt out or feeling this anger and resentment and rage. It's a great way to um, have those conversations with your partner. Is it that you really need to incorporate your self-care? And that's why, you know, the two sessions that I'm going to be offering to you, so again, make sure that you're on the email list so that you see that offer when it comes through. Um, what we're going to do in those two sessions is realistic self-care, right? Because um, spa trips and, you know, girls' night out aren't always feasible, right? And then the other end of the spectrum is showering and going to the bathroom by yourself is considered self-care, right? Like two extremes. And I want to offer that there's a lot in the middle that we can do. And that's what I'll help you do in those two sessions is figure out what's coming up for you, what is actually self-care for you, and how can we make that feasible for your life and your, you know, um, your individual situation. But that's one of the things you want to uh, think about when you're um, looking at how do I want to show up and what do I need to do in order to show up that way in those moments is what is my self-care? Do I even have any? And where can I start? How can I start prioritizing this so that I am taking care of myself and I'm not having those huge reactions or that anger come up? Is it that you need to lower your expectations, right? Um, let go of some of that perfection, okay? Um, I've had to do a lot of that since the divorce and kind of being, um, you know, the main caretaker, the main um, parent, the main everything, right? Like I go to bed with dishes in my sink, it just is what it is. I know some of you are like cringing at just hearing that, but I do probably most nights actually. Um, because for me, it like my energy is just absolutely done at the end of the night. And I'm more, um, you know, able and kind of have that energy and have more bandwidth. We talk a lot about bandwidth, right? I have more bandwidth in the morning. So I'll, a lot of times I'll just do the dishes in the morning because that works for me. And I've let go of that perfection that, you know, that idea that, the kitchen has to be spotless before you can go to bed, right? And then do you need to take a break from social media? Is that another way that you can, um, you know, take make some changes to help you show up how you want to in those moments? Do you need to take a break? Do you need to unfollow some accounts that after scrolling through and looking at their content, you actually feel even worse uh, about your situation? Unfollow them or snooze them for 30 days, Right. Um, what can you do to help you show up the way that you want to in those moments? So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that, um, you know, like I said, my goal at the beginning was for you to walk away not feeling alone and experiencing mom rage or anger or just overwhelming irritation <laughs> at things going on um, and for you to walk away with practical tools that you can start uh, incorporating in order to manage it. Okay. And then remember, sign up for my newsletter, reclaimwithkate.com or email me at kateorourkecoach at gmail.com and I'll get you added to the list. You can keep an eye out for that offer uh, where I'll, work, I'll do two individual sessions with you to work on your realistic self-care. All right. I hope you're having a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Kate again. If what we talk about here on the podcast resonates with you, you will love my three ways to get rid of overwhelm guide. I've put together my top three favorite tools to get rid of stress and overwhelm today. You can start doing them as soon as you download it. It's super easy. Just go to reclaimwithkate.com forward slash 
get rid of overwhelm, no spaces. Again, that's reclaimwithkate.com forward slash get rid of overwhelm. And I'll also put the link in the show notes. I can't wait to hear how this helps you. Talk soon.